Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 92 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. I'm back after a week off, and I'm feeling good, and we've got a lot to talk about, so let's jump into it. We always want to start off with the XOs if we can. We actually do have some some big XO news this week. Uh, Colorado XO hooker Jalen Robinson and Locke Sean Clark have both signed deals with the LA Giltinis of Major League Rugby. <coughs> I know they've been in L.A. for about a week now. And from what I've heard, Jalen very well could be on the roster here, uh, I think this weekend, even in the next couple of weeks, if not this weekend. Both were guys that picked up the sport very quickly. Jalen did come to the November camp, the Rebutown Cross River Academy camp that I covered in November. It was about a week long. I uh, had never played rugby before that. And then Sean was a guy who was at the camp, but he didn't play. He was like fresh off a plane from the spring league. Both friends of the program, so if you haven't go checked out their episodes, make sure you do that. I had Jalen on twice. We had Sean on right at the beginning of the season in January. So they, they picked up the sport very quickly, like I was saying. They've busted their ass, really. They've worked super hard to get this opportunity, and I hope they enjoy it. I hope it's good for them. hope they learn a lot. Uh, both guys I th- I have heard are coming back to the XOs in the fall for the fall tour and the you know exhibition season they've got going on in the fall as well. Uh, and I know Sean's dealing with a little bit of a shoulder issue, so I would be surprised if he sees the pitch. But uh, Jalen's going to get some time. He's going to log some minutes for sure. Jalen had a nice post on Instagram. I wanted to read everybody after the signing was announced today, too. So he says, six months ago, a group of high-level athletes who had never touched a rugby ball made the commitment to learn and strive in this beautiful sport. The amount of negativity outside our program was unbelievable. We ignored it, put our heads down, and went to work. Today, on my birthday, I'm proud to officially be signed to the best MLR team in the country. I obviously still have much to learn, but the message here is to ignore others' opinion on you and your goals. Just keep your head down, go to work, and good things will happen. And for my football guys around the country, you also have a home in rugby. That's June's Instagram post, so I, I thought that was pretty cool. This, I mean... I, un- I could understand where people were coming from with the Maake Moody signing when he signed to the Giltinis back in April. But this one kind of, I get proves that this is a this is a decent idea. This is working, right? They've had two guys, three guys now go from this crossover camp to the MLR, all three to the Giltinis. Uh, and they're going to have a couple more. I know one for sure is going to be announced on Friday. By the time you're listening to this show, it probably will be out. Uh, and then there's a couple more guys that are in the mix, too trying to get out so you get some health things figured out and all that good stuff so there's going to be there's going to be more people uh they're, they're going to be flirting with five or six guys probably in the mlr for this you know this summer while a lot of these teams are dealing with thinner rosters as these the guys on their teams go and leave and go to do their eagle duties uh for the summer test matches in england and ireland so uh this is a good opportunity for these xl guys to go up and, and make the team uh, and it's it's cool to see. It's cool to see it kind of pay off. I know it's kind of been in the works for a while in terms of guys wanting to, you know, make the jump to MLR. I know that some teams have been interested at different points throughout the season. This just seems like the right time. The, the XO season is over. Uh, you know, they're developed as they can be through 19 weeks, I think, how long the season was. Uh, now they have the chance to go, you know, get another daily training environment with some of the best players in the world, really, on the Giltini's team. Uh, easily the best you know, team in the United States and just sharpen up their skills a little more and see where they can develop and uh, looking forward to seeing them come back in the fall if that's what they choose to do. So big congrats to Jalen and Sean. Uh, like I said, Jalen's going to log some minutes. It's going to be fun to watch him. So make sure you tune into the Giltinis. Uh, and, and, you know, we hope for the best for Sean. We hope his shoulder gets better. And if he does, you know, 
happen to get on the roster, we hope he plays well. So, um, like I said, the stay tuned. There's going to be some more signings. I've got one pre-written in the hopper because I said it's going to be announced some point time on Friday. So keep it locked here with DNVR Rugby. You'll you'll see it when it goes out. You'll be the first to see it. So that's kind of a little bit of XO news. Uh, moving into some some other big news. There's a lot of big news today. United States has accepted a bid as a bid candidate. Excuse me. So they have been accepted as a bid candidate to move forward as a host for the 2027 or 2031's Men's Rugby World Cup and the 2029's Women's Rugby World Cup. So now the real work starts. Picked out a few bullet points that were in USA Rugby's release just at the top to kind of give you an idea what this is about. So the USA has been formally accepted as a bid candidate to host the Rugby World Cup. So that just means they're in the running uh, for 2027, 2029 and or 2031, like we said. Uh, in August 2020, USA Rugby partnered with key stakeholders across the U.S. on feasibility study to extensively evaluate the potential of hosting a Rugby World Cup in the United States, uh, fielding positive results across financial, host city, stadium, competition, and rugby development categories. The next steps include transitioning feasibility group into bid planning team with their focus now shifting to deliver an extraordinary campaign and proposal ahead of the January 2022 deadline. So essentially have six, seven months to knock rugby or world rugby socks off right and i'm super pumped about this because i know that usa could knock the event out of the park honestly uh with the way that we're so crazy about sports here if they're selected to host one of the men's and women's world cup it's gonna be awesome um and i have a feeling it's gonna happen i think i think the bar i guess they have to present to world rugby is honestly like a little bit lower because world rugby wants the americas right they want usa to be involved they want they want this, right? They know how crazy the we are about sports here. They want it to be good. I think I think USA would do a good job if they get their hat in the run. That's what they just got to get their hand in there. They got to get their foot in the door. Um, I think I have them excited about it. And then once we get, you know, some more information and hard dates, it's going to be even more exciting. So, uh, you know, with the way rugby is growing in the States too, I think the Eagles could feel competitive squad as well. We've had, you know, Rob Kane, we have a couple of the women's Eagles on. Women's Eagles are consistently good already, so we're not, you know, too concerned about them. We know they're going to perform. We know they're going to make a run. But the men's team, the, it's rugby's growing here, uh, and I think they could feel the competitive squad. I'm interested to see how these events will work out with football, though, because for those that don't know, the Rugby World Cup takes place in the fall. You know, and some of our biggest stadiums in the country will be occupied with NFL and NCAA football games. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they kind of work out with that, like where you know, some of these host cities will be and, and how that's going to go. But I know for a fact that some of these issues that are being worked out. So uh, I'm interested to see how it goes. I'm looking forward to, to seeing what, you know, what they come up with and, and what we hear come January. So it's exciting times. It's exciting time to be a rugby fan here in the United States. So you're in at the right time. If you listen to the podcast, I did with Justin Michael and the DNVR Rams. We covered a lot of that last week. You're in at the right time. This is now is a good time to get into rugby get into it before it really blows up because once they announce the men's and women's world cup it's only going to explode more here so moving into the last little bit of the breakdown got the mlr draft uh, major league rugby announced the the new date for this next year's draft i'll go ahead and read out a couple things i picked out this one's kind of long so bear with me here um, but this is what i thought important i was important in that release major league rugby collegiate draft aims to provide a structure for managing the transfer of men's rugby players from college to major league rugby in the united states and canada it was conceived with the following goals in mind to support the college rugby landscape, to provide a pathway for U.S. and Canadian collegiate players to Major League Rugby, provide transparency to MLR teams, collegiate players, and administrators, and to encourage parity among MLR teams. 
uh, the format. So MLR Collegiate Draft 2021 will take place on Thursday, August 19th. Format on the day is yet to be determined, but it's going to be like any other draft in the sense like it's going to be a backward snake. If you finish last, you pick first. Uh, don't I would assume I would think by now if there was a new team joining, they would have announced it because August 19th is like that is so close. It feels far away, but that's really not that far away. We're looking at just under two months, uh, but I could you know, I could be wrong. Crazier things have happened. I'm interested to see kind of where Dallas fits into that, if they'll get the first pick again because they weren't, you know, they didn't compete this year. Um, so you got to, this goes into all the eligibility thing. I would encourage checking it out if you want to learn more, but I wanted to make sure I got that on the radar. It's happening. Uh, I know that this year, there this one of the differences this year too is the Canadian players are eligible, so there must have worked something out with the visa thing or uh, that all that stuff is way over my head by, you know, determined by way smarter people than me, lawyers and all that good stuff. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this goes as well. I'm sure you'll be able to watch it. I know last year they put it on Facebook Live uh, and, you know, with the, the expansion of the league and how much it's growing, it seems like uh, this one might be end up being on TV. That'd be pretty cool, too. So uh, keep an eye out for that. August 19th, 2021. It's going to be a Thursday. That'll be the next MLR draft, so make sure you check that out. Now let's dive into all the rugby that you can watch this weekend. We've got a little bit less than the last time I checked with you, but still quite a few matches on. So we'll start with the Premiership. We've got Exeter versus Sale Sharks on Saturday at 8 a.m. Bath versus Northampton on Saturday at 8 a.m. Uh, Bristol versus London Irish on Saturday at 8 a.m. Harlequins versus Newcastle on Saturday at 8 a.m. And Wasp versus Leicester. Uh, you guessed it, on Saturday at 8 a.m., so you can catch all those matches on Peacock. Moving into the Rainbow Cup. Got to blow this one up because I'm blind, so bear with me for a second here. We got Zebra versus Munster on Friday at 11.55 a.m. Got Leinster versus Dragons on Friday at 1.10 p.m. We got Stormers versus Lions on Saturday at 7.55 a.m. We got the South Sea Sharks versus the Vodacom Bulls on Saturday at 10.10 a.m. And then we got Scarlets versus Edinburgh on Sunday at 5.55 a.m. So you can catch all of those matches on ESPN+. Moving in, Super Rugby Trans-Tasman competition. I think this is, round, this is the final round. This is round five, so playoffs will get rolling next week. So uh, Super Rugby Trans Tasman, we got Hurricanes versus Reds on Friday at 1.05 a.m. So that'll be done by the time you listen to this show. Brumbies versus Highlanders at 3.45 a.m. on Friday. Again, that one will be done by the time you listen to this show. We've got Rebels versus Crusaders at tw- uh, 22.35. This is military time. I got to convert it in my head. 10.35 p.m. So you can catch that one, uh, you know, after you listen to this show. On Saturday, we got at 1.05 a.m., we got the Blues versus Western Force. And then on Saturday at 3.45 a.m., we have the Waratahs versus the Chiefs. And you can watch all those matches on Flow Rugby. Moving into MLR fixtures, we got some good ones this week. It's starting to ratchet up as playoffs get a little bit closer. You know, everything gets a little bit heated up. So uh, round 13, we got Nola Gold at Old Glory DC on Saturday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. You can catch that one on the Rugby Network. We got the Toronto Arrows at the Austin Guild Gronies on Saturday at 6 p.m. You can catch that one on the Rugby Network. Got San Diego Legion at Utah Warriors on Saturday at 7 p.m. That one will also be on the Rugby Network. Rugby ATL at Rugby United New York on Sunday at noon. You can catch that one on the Rugby Network. Seattle Seawolves at New England Free Jacks on Sunday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. That one will be on CBS Sports Network. And then Houston Sabercats at LA Guiltini. So that one will be on Sunday at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. 
you can catch that one on the Rugby Network as well. You're going to want to tune into that one because I think Jalen is going to play. So make sure you go check Jalen out in that one. That does it for all the rugby that you can watch this weekend. Uh, make sure you tune in some matches. It's it's starting to get to that point of the summer where there's not a whole lot on besides baseball. And if you're a Rockies fan, you should not be watching baseball right now because uh, it's bad. So, I mean, watch it if you want. I'm not going to. It's bad. I will be watching rugby instead. So make sure you, you pencil in a couple of those games in your, in your little notebook and you catch some of that this weekend. Moving into the interview portion of the show, we got a little bit different interview this week. I'm excited for it. thought it went really well. We have James Dealey on. He's the MLR statistics savant. He's the unofficial MLR statistician. Um, I've seen him floating around on Twitter for a while, and he's really picked up steam this week, so I wanted to get him on. Talk about the work he's doing, just his his order of operations, like how he's how he's doing things, how many computers has he got running, you know, how many times is he watching the game, why he decided to do this. He really has put out some interesting numbers, so I recommend you go follow him. Uh, I will give you his handle after the interview. So with that, I hope you enjoy this conversation with the unofficial MLR statistician, James Dealey. All right, now welcome on to the show, Major League Rugby statistics savant, James Dealey. James, how's it going, man? Hey, Colton. Uh, not too bad, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking some time to come chat with me, James. It's kind of like I was telling you before we got on the air, uh, you kind of been blown up on Twitter this week, so I had, to, I had to capture the lightning in the bottle. I had to get you on and talk about some of the stat work that you've been doing. I'm very interested in it, and I think other people are too. So, James, first question we ask everybody that comes on the show is just can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Yeah, not a problem. Um, yeah, like Colton said, my name's James Dealey. I'm originally from uh, the United Kingdom, just kind of west of London. Um, but I now live in, in the city of Toronto in Canada, and I've been here about five years. Um, so that kind of explains my my interest in, in Major League Rugby. Um, I've been playing and watching rugby from a very early age. My dad played rugby for about 40 years back in the United Kingdom, and we were regularly... Um, we were regular visitors up to London Irish, mm-hmm. um, which is down the road from us uh, back in the UK. And uh, since I moved over here, although that predated the Major League Rugby, um, it, I think maybe the second year I lived in, in Toronto, the Toronto Wolfpack started up uh, mm-hmm. the rugby league. Um, so that was really kind of the murmurs of rugby in the city. Um, although they were playing in the, in the UK league and ultimately, you know, I'm sure we all know what happened to them. Right. Um, the I've always been union. I've always been a rugby union fan. Yeah. Um, Raised on it. Um, my interest in league stemmed from when I went, when I was at university up in Yorkshire at the M62 corridor, where there's a lot of league teams. But um, always preferred union. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as I kind of got word that there was this uh, rugby professional rugby union team starting in Toronto, um, I've sort of followed it from then. And admittedly, the first I heard about it. Uh, was when Major League Rugby was in its 2018 season. And I didn't follow that season at all because uh, I didn't know it existed. It was yeah. only when I heard, heard rumblings of the Ontario Arrows were turning into Toronto Arrows and joining this league that I started to, to pay attention to it. Yeah. That's interesting, man. It's kind of like you said, worlds colliding a little bit, you know, with having a league team there and then the MLR starting. So, uh, James, I don't know like how much you know about me. I used to be the lead writer for M- uh, Major League Rugby for the first two seasons, so I've kind of followed it from the very beginning. I was lucky enough to just kind of get hooked up with the right people at the right time. Uh, I left ahead of the 2020 season, kind of do my own thing with this DNVR rugby show. And so I'm based here yeah. in Denver. 
obviously focused a lot on the Colorado Raptors, rest in peace, but they transitioned into this XO thing. So I've been mainly, you know, focusing on, on the XO side of content, but I have been keeping an eye on all the MLR stuff, of course. And you, all your work you've been doing on Twitter has certainly come to light. I, I've seen it. Uh, so I'm very happy to, to have you on. So thanks for giving us that little introduction. So uh, James is how I guess we'll start from the beginning. That's a piece of advice I've gotten many times on the show. How did you get into keeping stats? Like when you started watching during that second season, the Arrows first season, like what did you go into the first match with this in mind being like, you know, what, I'm going to keep track of all this stuff. No, not at all. I went, I went to the first season uh, just kind of as a casual fan. Um, it wasn't really until until COVID, to be honest with you. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure that spurred a lot of passion projects for quite a few people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm sure you know we we haven't had a uh, Toronto Arrows home game here uh, in Toronto for too long. Yeah, I think it's long. over two yeah. years, right? Is that what they were saying? That's a yeah, funny yeah, enough. Yeah. The last the last rugby match I saw pre COVID was the the Arrows Raptors match that was in you know in Colorado. So I was fortunate enough to be there, and then the world kind of yeah. stopped spinning a couple of days later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it must have been. Um, yeah, obviously we've got no home games in Toronto for the twenty twenty season. Um, they only played five games, and it's been a long wait till then. They're not playing any games in in Toronto uh, this season. Um, so I you know I. I don't know how it's been, but uh, right. it was really just something to do during this boredom of lockdown. To be perfectly honest with you, mm -hmm. I just started doing this thing. One of uh, one of my best friends, actually, Stuart Hardy, who's on the the La Rouge Rugby podcast, um, mm -hmm. he does these videos. He was talking to me about doing these videos on his YouTube channel, uh, Hardline Rugby, which is just weekly roundups of uh, the MLR. I think he does the the SLAR in the uh, South America as well. Mm -hmm. And he was talking this through to me and saying, like, oh, I've got this idea. Um, I'm going to see if I can do it for the 2021 season, stuff like that. And I kind of put the idea in the back of my head saying, um, kind of, well, I could I could do something. I mean, I've got a lot of time on my hands here. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think anyone else does this this kind of thing for the league. Admittedly, the league have their own stats now. And um, the Arrows are very good at keeping their stats, but no one really does this kind of thing for the whole league that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, so it was really it was something that came out of out of the boredom of lockdown, which you know to put a a good spin on a bad situation is is a positive of it. Yeah. So what what do you do? Like, what do you keep track of? What are there, I'm sure there's like a couple different things, right? It would seem. I don't think I could do, I don't think I could like bite into the whole apple, right? Like, are you keeping track of tackles? What what are, what exactly are you keeping track of when you do this? Well, it's, it's very much kind of, uh, I would say surface level. Unfortunately, I, I can't find the data to keep track of, of tackles without, you know, it's just me doing this here. I've only got yeah. so many hours in the day. I can't watch a game over and over again. Exactly. <laughs> break down passes, meters made. I don't even know how I would measure meters made or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I would love to, but I just don't have the capacity to do so. I mean, I'm working off uh, match reports and the rugby network's coverage. Uh, that's really it. But I'm covering, you know, the individual team's records against every other team in the league, um, both all-time and break, breaking down by every season, 2018, 19, 20, 21, depending on what season they played in, obviously. Mm. Um, as well as their, their playoff stats, if they have made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. um, 
and yeah, a total. So I've got kind of they're winning, they're winning or losing their record. I'll use Toronto Arrows as an example. Their record against every other team in the league. Um, how many games were home and away, which is a bit of an odd one for Toronto because yeah. home in this case is. Yeah, uh, that one has, has an asterisk by it, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I think they played one home game versus the Guiltinis in New Orleans, I think. Yeah. Uh, so it's a bit, bit strange. Um, you know, and they're, how many of the games they've won, drawn, lost. And, you know, the, the, the record over the last five games, which admittedly for a league this young is, is pretty much every single game. Uh, the total points scored, both total points uh, against overall points difference, everything like that. Tries for, tries against, how many points in the standings over all time they've got, mm-hmm. or they've scored. So, for example, uh, Toronto's best uh, record is against Houston. Uh, they've won four, played four. Um, they've scored 16 tries. They've uh, conceded 11. But two try bonus points, they scored 18 points in total against Houston. See, That's I- straight up just, just the stand. Sorry, go on. No, no, go, no worries. I was just saying, like, I, you saying this is like surface level stuff, and I suppose it is to an extent, but that still sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot of work. Oh, you, yeah. Well, it's um, maybe it's compared to uh, some of the other stuff I track because I'm also I'm also tracking the uh, the caps, the appearances for every season and overall for right. each player, and that's based primarily on on what I can see on the screen and also the match reports. Yeah, and the caps, playoff caps how many starts they've made, how many times they've come off the bench, how many times they've been captain, for example. Um, and also the scoring. So I've got broken down by player name and then tries, penalties, auto conversions, which is a funny thing for this year. Yeah. Um, conversions, drop goals, which there aren't many, and then total points, playoff points, and then for the kickers, how many kicks they've scored out of how many they've attempted, their kicking percentage, and that's broken down by season and by um, overall as well. I mean, that sounds like a laundry list of, of stuff to me. So, like, what is your process like? Like, tell me what, you know, what is this weekend going to look like for you? What's your setup? Like, when you sit down to watch the games, how many computers do you have? You got, like, an iPad rolling, you got a legal pad. Like, what does your setup look like? What's your process? So, how do you do all this? Do you watch the game once? Do you watch it twice? Uh, you watch it. Do you do it like throughout the week? Do you give yourself like a, you know, like a Wednesday is my is my day. I need to have everything done. Like, just explain to me your whole process. Sure thing. Um, well, I like to first and foremost. I'm a rugby fan, right? This was yeah. a labor of love. And, uh, <laughs> you do for the love I of the like game. The, exactly. Yeah, and um, I like to watch the games first. So I'll I'll spend um, Saturday and Sunday. I'll spend the weekend actually just watching the games, enjoying the games. You know talking to my mates about what's going on in the games, all kind of stuff like that. And then it's really on on Sunday night, Monday morning, I'll start the, the process, mm-hmm. which ultimately starts with, I, I know some games kick off for me, at least it will be 8 or 10 o'clock on Sunday night. So I'll start with Saturday night games, again, chronologically. Yeah. So Saturday night, uh, Saturday games, I'll probably watch, start to re-watch and say, okay, well, from that first 10 minutes, I can get the lineups i can see who's starting um and then I'll, I'll watch through the games and i'll say okay well this person scored then this person scored then just making notes as i go first of all um then trying to see who's come off the bench and i usually do that just based on on numbers on jersey numbers right and then cross-referencing that with with the the, the, the uh, team list that they've released 
that I can haven't had any problems finding. Yeah, knock on wood. Yeah. Um, then I'll go through and say, okay, well, these make starts. These guys, you know, I'll, I've got it written down in, in note form, and then I'll go into my my big spreadsheet thing. I'm just working off one computer to be honest with you on my phone. Oh man. Um, I've got a couple monitors. I've got, yeah. I've got three monitors. That's a, so. that's a necessity, right? Like, that has to be a must. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I could do that off one screen. So, you know, I've got two with spreadsheets. So, I know one with maybe, like, half filled up with, with a game and half filled up with, with Twitter or social media so I can find out a team list or anything like that. Right. And, yeah, it's pretty much just rinse and repeat. So, I'll do one team at a time um, and then probably start to post things on socials just with any kind of interesting stats yeah. throughout the week. Um, my logic to that being, well, similar to myself, people are going to be watching the games at the weekend and by posting them throughout the week, then I give, you know, other fans of this league a little something, a little, you know, bite to eat to get them through to the next week. For um, sure. I think there's only been one midweek game this season, at least, um, which was, I mean, it was lovely to have a Wednesday night yeah, game. Yeah, that was a nice change of pace. Yeah, it, it can feel, um few and far between the games so i like to post spread things out throughout the week um and you know i'll i'll be updating the stats and say you know i'll make a note saying oh that's a a milestone i'll I'll remember to post that kind of thing right um and then once i've done all the teams i'll go on to the overall stats uh sorry the overall stats so right i've got regular season all-time standings uh, all-time standings, including playoffs, number of hat-tricks, top, uh, all-time try scorers, all-time point scorers, 2021 point scorers, try scorers, stuff like that. Uh, the highest ever scoring game, lowest scoring game, stuff like that. And that, that doesn't take as long as the breakdown by teams because I don't usually need to do the, um, the, the scoring breakdowns, the appearance breakdowns. That's just a yeah. sort of, uh, to put a neat little bow on everything, to be honest. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I can usually get that done by by Wednesday. I mean, I've done this week already. Um, I think I finished that yesterday evening. Um, nice. And then I, I I start to prepare for the next week. <laughs> yeah, you just do it again. It's Groundhog Day. Uh, so James, have you always been like a numbers guy? Like, is this like what do you what's your day job? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, no, not at all. My my day job is uh, I'm an information manager for um for a law firm in downtown Toronto. So information is i suppose my my day-to-day yeah and uh it does fit in quite well just looking at a load of numbers on the screen you're in the you're in the information business obviously you're in the information hobby too it sounds like so uh yeah (laughs) so james can you hit us with some numbers like is there any stats that that you know you you're thinking about teasing out this week or any milestones we should be keeping an eye on heading into was this round 13 or, or even just like, is there something that just blows your mind that, that you, you're having a hard time like wrapping your head around, like any stat like along those lines? Well, something that, uh, that blows my mind actually is something I posted a couple of weeks ago, and that's relating to um, uh, Dylan Fawcett, the captain of the new uh, Rugby United New York. Right. Who is the all time leading MLR try scorer with 22 tries. Yeah. In, got to remember, New York started in 2019. And that 22, just to put it into perspective, New York in their history have only scored 114 tries. Yeah, so he's got, well, what was that? I'm bad at math. That's like a sixth of the tries, almost more than that. He's, he's, every, 
twenty percent of New York's tribe <laughs> are Dylan Forsett. Yeah, that's He's a forward. Yeah, he plays hooker. <laughs> he plays <even> more <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Uh, so I mean, that's a good one. I appreciate that one. Is there is there any like, any milestones that you have at the top of your head that we should watch for this weekend? Well, yeah, I think there are a couple. Um, there's two teams that are approaching. Well, probably only one that can achieve it this weekend, I reckon. Uh, approaching 150 tries scored in their history. And that is Nola Gold, hmm. who are the highest scoring team in terms of point standings that have never made the, the playoffs. Yeah. They're just, they, in, in history, they've played 39, 120, drawn one, lost 18. Right. Uh, adding bonus points to that, they scored 116 points. Wow. In the That's second. I remember uh, 2019, it looked like they were a shoe in and they kind of had like an epic collapse down the stretch there, uh, capped off yeah, with they, that they, loss they, to San Diego. Yeah, they, they, they definitely did. And actually, it, it, it worked out well for, for my Toronto Arrows, who were on a seven game win streak. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. That's interesting. Uh, that, Incidentally, that is the longest winning streak in, in major major league rugby history. Yes, I remember there was a, a Raptor spanking involved in the, in that streak as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, quite a surprise. Yes. Uh, so, James, what's kind of your end game with all this? Like, what, what you have like an ultimate goal? You're just gonna keep doing this until you don't like doing it anymore? You want you want your weekends back? Like, what what's kind of end game with all this stuff? That I've got to say, I haven't thought that far ahead. Um, you know, I'm. I'd like to keep doing it. I do enjoy doing it. And um, I've got to say, it's really rewarding. Like there was, there was a hundred percent, I don't want to say hundred percent. There was a good chance that I could start doing this, start posting things on, on Twitter and no one pays attention to them. Mm-hmm. And then I would have felt like I've just wasted a lot of my time, but see the, the, the responses from, you know, the league, the teams, the players, other fans such as yourself, um, mm. and people involved in that, you know, people that are running podcasts, you know, the, the more diehard fans of, of this sport and this league, it's incredibly rewarding. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable to know that, you know, I've done something in my spare time out of boredom, really, that, that people find value in and do appreciate me doing. Um, I don't think there's any signs, any, there's definitely no signs, any chance that I'm going to stop anytime soon. Um, yeah. There's a little bit of me wondering what the hell am I going to do for the off season? Yeah. But, I've got some things in the back of my head that I can just post maybe one or two things a week. Um, but, you know, I'm not sure exactly when this 2022 season is slated to start, but it could be quite a while between between the end, you know, the grand final of the 2021 season and the start of 2022. Um, but I won't be stopping. Yeah. Um, that, that I can say for sure. Well, it's good to hear. So you say welcome. What the end game is for this, I don't know. Yeah, and that's okay. And like you said, like even if you did it and it didn't pick up any steam, it's it's okay to do things for yourself. You know, if it makes you happy and you like doing it, that's all right too. But uh, I was gonna say, James, welcome to the content game, my friend. This is this is life now. This is like all all you can think about once you get in it is what's next. What can I do next week? And this it's just yeah, a perpetual. Yeah, it's just a cycle, endless cycle. Uh, and, and you know you'll get used to it though. You'll come up with new stuff. This will make you be more creative. That's what COVID did for me. Uh, obviously did that for you too. So, uh, James, is there any way, like any place that you're putting all this stuff that people can check it out? I know, like you already mentioned, 
Uh, MLR stats are hard to come by. I used to have access to them. I don't anymore. Sad day. Uh, but, you know, is there any place you're putting all this stuff? Have you kind of have thoughts about maybe starting a website? Like, I feel like you could realistically, like, if you wanted, you could probably, like, sell this stuff, honestly. Uh, so, do you have any plans for that in your future? Maybe that's your off-season project? Um, well, I've thought probably the what I've noticed about what, what my – primarily I, I put them out on Twitter, which is my kind of social media of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've noticed about a lot of my – you know, I've kind of put together a hashtag, which is just MLR stats. It's all just me, so I can kind of click on that and see <laughs> what, my, what my things look like. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of writing. It's an awful lot of writing. And, yeah, it is. Um, I'm thinking maybe for the for the off season, I could start to dabble with you know making graphics for these things or making them a bit kind of stand out a bit more, a bit more snazzy, a bit more eye catching, stuff like that. You know, I, for example, today I've seen the um, the Rugby Network's Twitter put out a couple of these. You know, I think it was Houston and Toronto's dream signing, and they've got this really really cool kind of moving graphic and a big reveal of who they think is you know a dream signing for those two teams and i would love to be able to do something like that uh, i have no experience in doing anything like that so um, <laughs> quite a learning curve that's um, okay but that might be what the off season is for i've already had a couple of the the clubs actually reach out um i think seattle seawalls uh, reached out to me and just asked um i think it was when i tweeted about them score them becoming the first mlr team to score their 1000th point mm-hmm. i remember seeing teams. that yeah, and asked asked if they could credit me, and that was really really nice. And um, actually offered me something from their from their online store, which is as close to monetizing this thing I think I've, <laughs> I've got. And I don't, I'm not really looking into how to yeah. monetize it. But you know, like you just said, a, a website could be coming. Um, I'm not sure about how soon. Um, depends how much time I have in the off season, I suppose. What'd you pick? I gotta know. What'd you pick from the store? Sorry, what did I get? I got the. Uh, the paladin retro jersey very nice that'll be nice so you throw that in a frame or something you gotta start building up the collection it's gorgeous yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's awesome man so james i know you already said it but uh you're putting all this stuff out on twitter how can people follow you keep up with everything that you're doing sure thing so yeah primarily twitter i don't really post anywhere else there's been kind of sporadic posts on the the mlr fan zone group on facebook a couple of posts a week on the the mlr reddit which I think is just r slash MLR rugby, uh, ML rugby. Primarily it will be Twitter. And my, my Twitter is at jamdelay, J-A-M-D-E-L-A-Y. And that's where you'll find everything. Awesome, James. Well, that's all the questions I have for you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to come chat with me. I really appreciate it. And I will keep an eye out for, for some more stats as we ground out this season. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right, I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with James Dealey. You can follow him on Twitter at J-A-M-D-E-L-A-Y, Jam Delay. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to him. I thought it was an interesting interview, a little bit different this time around, but he is somebody that's making the making a little bit of noise in the space, so I wanted to get him on and ask him a couple of questions. So big shout-out to James for taking the time to come chat with me. I appreciate it, and make sure you're checking out the work that he's doing. Moving into the required reading portion of the show, we can go ahead and pencil in. This is important reading. This is reading that more reading that I need to do. But this is about you know the USA Rugby's World Cup bid release. Uh, I, I linked it in there. You can find it on usarugby.com or usa.rugby. I think their uh, URL is now. Check it out. Read up on it. There's also a good article in the Guardian as well. Help paint a little bit better of a picture. It takes a little bit deeper of a dive. I will link both of those in the article that houses this podcast. So make sure you go and check that out. 
uh, and just get a little bit more educated on what's going on in USA Rugby and, and what this bid means and, and what they're going to do and all the things that they're looking at. Make sure you check that out and uh, just get a little bit smarter today. That's what required reading is all about. Finally, we'll close the show at the loop. I'm cranking out a bunch of written content on the DNVR.com, so make sure you go and look at all that stuff. I have uh, stuff out on Jalen Robinson and Sean Clark signing with the Guiltinis right now. Um, I had to be the first person that had that out. Uh, I have the next article about the next XO pre-written, so that'll be out as soon as the news drops. Like I said, it will be on sometime on Friday, I think Friday afternoon. Uh, and there's a few more XOs that could very well wind up in the MLR rosters, like I was just saying. I know three or four more that have been floating around. I have them connected with a couple of teams. Uh, and so, like I said, as these teams start to get a little thin when players re- report for their international duties, this is a good opportunity for these XOs to get in there, show their stuff. And that's what the whole program's about, right? It's about building the player pool. Um, you know, it's just about, it's about providing new opportunities, getting new people into rugby that never would have done it in the first place, just making rugby better as a whole. And it's working, you know, it's any way you look at it. I think it's working. If you want to judge it based on record, they went five and five, five matches. They lost were by single digit points, except for one, they lost by 10. Uh, you know, if you want to count on wins and loss, you could do that. If you want to count on number of players you're putting in the MLR, I mean, the number's starting to climb. It's only going to get a little bit bigger. Uh, just any way you spin it, I just don't see how you can, you can talk too much crap about this thing right now. So the best way to keep up with all that news on, on who's going where and, you know, what the XOs are up to is by following along with us at, on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. Uh, if you, if you follow along, you'll see it first. I promise you, I'll be teasing all this stuff out for a few. I have been teasing all this stuff out for a few weeks now. So this shouldn't be news to you that some people are signing uh, you know, and, and you'll know all that stuff if you just follow along on Twitter. So make sure you're doing that. I mentioned it earlier in the show, but I went on the DNVR Rams podcast last week to talk about rugby and the connection to CSU. Went to CSU, of course, and it was fun to connect with Justin and talk a little bit of code. And uh, because of that, I've gotten a fun project in the works with Justin that I'm excited about knocking out this summer as seven season creeps up a little bit. Uh, and it should be fun. It's involving, you know, the rest of the DNVR beats. It's going to I think we're going to get some new people listening to the show and it's just going to be, you know, a nice little break from the status quo and it's going to, you know, help our minds wander and be a little bit more creative. And that's uh, what this whole last year has been about. So keep an eye out for all that. That's my show this week, everybody. Uh, I'm back after a much needed break. I feel good. appreciate everyone that's listened throughout this whole thing and is sticking with me even after this little break. So I hope you had a great week. I know I certainly did. Hope you have a great weekend, and I will catch you all back here next week.